Board-certified nurse practitioner and skincare educator, Jordan Harper is the founder and CEO of Barefaced, a curated line of science-backed skincare products. Barefaced is the ultimate brand for a healthy skin routine. Tune in for more on this. Hi everyone and welcome to Founded Beauty, a podcast dedicated to beauty entrepreneurs who built some of the biggest brands today and where we learn exactly how they did it. We'll cover some of the most intimate stories, their path to success and how they overcame the obstacles along the way. I'm Akash Mehta, CEO and co-founder of Fable and Main, a modern hair wellness brand inspired by ancient Indian beauty secrets. Building Fable and Main has been an incredible journey so far and I've decided to launch this podcast as a founder keen to learn and connect with fellow beauty brand founders around the world. I believe in collaboration over competition, and so I'm using this platform as a way to hopefully help and inspire each other in what can be quite a tough and lonely industry. So if you are an entrepreneur or simply just curious how to build a brand, this podcast is perfect for you. So without further ado, it's would like to welcome our guest for today, Jordan Harper. She is a board-certified nurse practitioner, facial rejuvenation expert, and founder and CEO of Barefaced. Inspired by her passion for achieving fresh and healthy skin, Jordan launched Barefaced in 2018 with a mission to simplify skincare through high-quality products and streamlined routines. I love that this is also such a curated range that is formulated specifically with evidence-backed ingredients, including dermatologist favorites, niacinamide and glycolic acid. Jordan has truly bottled her expertise in cosmetic treatments and to the delight of her audience of nearly 200k followers on Instagram, candidly shares best practices with not only bare-faced products, but also more affordable alternatives, along with pieces of clinical knowledge and education on the most effective ingredients. I'm really looking forward to our conversation today and can't wait to pick Jordan's brain about her favorite products and a vision for the future of the skincare space. So Jordan, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. What an amazing intro. I'll take it. Well, thanks to you for doing such amazing <laughs> stuff. <laughs> so Jordan, I, I know you've listened to a few episodes, so you know what's coming, but uh, who in a nutshell is Jordan? <laughs> so it's interesting when I think about this question, I was kind of like ruminating on it prior. And if you had asked me this question five years ago, I probably couldn't answer it outside of my titles, like a nurse practitioner, founder, CEO, mom, wife. And it wasn't really until six months after my oldest daughter was born that I started to feel like, oh my goodness, like I am really like only feeling like I'm my titles. I'm who am I outside of my titles? These like, you know, exterior titles. And I feel like I have so much more depth than that. You know, I feel like each person has so much more depth than the titles that we have. And so it really made me like lean into figuring that out because I know I'm like a deeply passionate person and figuring out well, what, what do I want people to say about me, you know, when I die or what do I want my life to stand for? That kind of thing. And really like becoming a mom, feeling like a lot of my identity was found in motherhood made me dig in to be like, who am I outside of what the world says that I am? And so, yeah. And, um, I know I'm like a very curious person. I've always been just curious and I love learning and I want to always be like improving as a person and, you know, working on myself, which, um, 
has been, when I look back at my past, it's something I've always gravitated towards and I love reading and which is why I love podcasts and just things that um, learning from others. And I love that your podcast is about this too, because community over competition, like we can grow and be so much stronger together. And, and like our life is a journey, like this, it's fun. It makes it so much more fun to have collaboration and connection with others. So when I think about like who I am, I think about what, what do I deeply care about? And serving others is like truly the root of that. And I think that's why I became a nurse, became a nurse practitioner. Um, That's why I love being a mom. And so what's been really cool in that too is figuring out, okay, outside of serving, like what do I see in people? And what I really see is, is limitless, like potential. And I feel like a lot of times I can see things in others that they can't see in themselves. So I love like I I love hearing people's dreams and I love challenging people to dream big and I love dreaming big too and helping them like to, to do that and be a part of that transformational journey and truly going back to life as a journey because like I like walking with people through that. And so when I think about what fills me up and like what makes me feel most alive, it's walking with people through transformational journeys and that maybe that's a shift in mindset. Maybe that's seeing Mm -hmm. potential in, you know, ourselves that we've never seen before. Um, so, and I think that's where I see, okay, why I'm so passionate about skincare is like, that's also a transformational journey or like why I've loved having a dog. You watch a dog go from a puppy to a, you know, grown dog, like you're watching motherhood. It's all like transformational journeys. And I think about things that, fill me and make me feel alive. And that's really like being a part of that. So, uh, that's who I am. <laughs> I love that. I mean, and also, uh, you know, like I just, just recently connected with now on Instagram, I've seen seeing your, your grid today and your content and you really exclude, exclude that, you know, this kind of like, uh, helping people, making them feel empowered in their own journey and everything you said, I think I can really see that throughout. So what a great answer to that question. So thanks. Oh, thank you. <laughs> So Jordan, I kind of want to start at the beginning, uh, baby Jordan, uh, where was Jordan born and raised? And do you have those early memories of beauty that you remember growing up? Um, so I was born in Atlanta, Georgia and in regards to beauty, not really. Um, I, I was like a really big tomboy growing up and it really wasn't until I was in, I mean, my mom, um, has very short hair. She doesn't really wear a lot of makeup. She's naturally just very beautiful and doesn't really like just was never interested in that. And so I don't really have any experience, even to this day. I think that's why I like skincare so much because I don't feel like makeup is something that I know how to do. And um, so, so when I think about that, no. However, when I think about kind of what interested me in skincare, it's that I started to develop like some skin issues as I got older. So it wasn't really until I started having, you know, problems with my skin that I even was interested in it. I wanted to always do the least really. And, you know, I like probably, I had a perm, I think, oh my gosh, this is funny. And I I was just doing all the wrong things, honestly. And makeup wise, I would only, you know, use recommendations that people or friends gave me. Same thing with skincare. And then I started to realize Oh, when I started, I developed um, cystic acne and it ended up being acne rosacea, which is a little bit trickier than like just typical acne. And so then I had to go see a provider. And anyways, it was kind of like a little bit of a journey that brought me awareness. And going back to that curiosity, I was like, hold on, 
this is this is not just going to be resolved with skincare. This is also like some lifestyle modifications that need to be involved to like actually be healthy from the inside out as well. So baby Jordan was not interested. Baby Jordan was going to the tanning bed. Ruining her skin. And it exactly shows, right? Like um, life is a full journey and what we have happening right now might be different later. So I think I think that's why I say with beauty, it can come in different moments of life, but it's so much more encompassing than just that word. Exactly, right? It's like wellness, lifestyle. Um, and I think that's what you really exude as well is that sort of holistic way well-being as well so and that kind of comes from your education too so what was university college like for you like what did you study what was experience like so I went in um, studying nursing for my undergrad and it's very honestly school in the south is very much like what you see in a movie sororities are very popular Um, it's very typical honestly of like an American movie you'd see of college is the best way I can describe it um and yeah, it's, it's exactly what it is. Uh, very like preppy and Southern really, which is so funny. Like looking back, I don't, I, I don't feel like I'm like really any of those things. And I was in a sorority, but I don't really feel like, I don't know. So it's interesting to see like what you come from. It doesn't always define like yourself moving forward. Yeah. It's so true. That's very, very true. Uh, but did you, did you know from that point, what you wanted to do for the next couple of years and and what ended, what did you end up doing actually after you graduated? So I, I definitely do. So I started developing these um, skin issues my senior year of high school. And it was honestly like the mm. perfect timing because it kind of teed me up to then, you know, go to college and select my major. So I knew all along I wanted to do nurse practitioner, but the path to nurse, so nurse practitioner is like a step below a physician. Um, yeah. So you have to become a nurse first and then you have to do um, some clinical training and then um, about three extra years of schooling. And so um, I knew because I went to, I went to multiple providers when I was having these skin issues. And the one that I feel like cared about me the most was the nurse practitioner. She actually like took the time to um, educate me and I love education. And if I can understand something, I can, I can put it in practice. But if, if I don't understand, I don't really see the point. Right. And so, uh, she really like sat down with me and not only like talked about skincare, but also, like I was saying before, she really like dug into, Hey, this is, um, this is a condition that has no cure, but it is treatable. And so there's lifestyle modifications like sun exposure, different, um, foods that you would eat, you know, that you should avoid. And, little things like washing your hands before you touch your face. I'm talking basic like knowledge that I was just like, I was like a little sponge and I was so, I was more interested because I had a problem. You know, I don't think, I don't think if I didn't have a skin issue, I'd probably be like, ah, yeah, okay, sure. But I think her really acting, her really seeming like she cared. And a lot of providers I had seen in the past, they almost have one hand on the door and they're like, okay, here's a prescription. Bye. And I know from treating patients that we see a lot of that too, like where they're like, well, I was prescribed this medication. How do I use it? And, you know, I always say, go ask your provider. And they're like, no, they don't tell me. And yeah. that's just unfortunate with like the whole health. I don't think it's necessarily the providers. It's really like the healthcare system as a whole. Like the, people don't have time to spend with patients. And that's really like to provide the education that they need to understand. Like it's not just one thing that makes you healthy and well, you know, it's, it's truly like a lifestyle. And so, I mean, skincare alone can't improve your skin if you have other issues going on. So, um, 
So yeah, so I definitely knew that's what I wanted to do, but it did take me about seven years to get to that place where I could actually be in practice um, treating patients one-on-one prescribing for like their skin concerns. A, a great journey as well. And I think you must have learned so much on the on that specific journey that has helped you today with Bareface as well. So when did that seed of, okay, I think I want to create a brand and the products that you saw missing in the industry? So when I was treating patients in office, it, it kind of was my patients in listening and from listening, seeing opportunities. And I think what's really cool about Barefaced is I didn't just wake up and say, hey, I want to start a brand because I like skincare. Um, I really, going back to exactly what you said, like I was listening to my patients for years. Um, I'm treating thousands of patients and listening to their questions and concerns. So so what's interesting to me too, is that I was actually primarily doing injectables, Botox, fillers, lasers, office treatments. So patients would come to see me for an office treatment. And what I was realizing was, is the questions that they would ask, they were willing to invest in these office treatments, but they weren't willing to, or they, they weren't using regular skincare. So imagine like the dentist, you, you have to brush your teeth morning and night. You don't just go to the dentist once every six months and your teeth are fine. Like you're the foundation of a healthy mouth and and healthy skin. Like that's, that's with your daily practice. And so that's where that I saw the disconnect. So what I started to do, you know, if you're willing to spend the money on the on the office treatments, like they definitely want to get the you know the most results. And so I started educating them about skincare, and I was just listening, like all of these questions. And when you're when you have so much training in something, you you almost forget those initial questions because you're like, oh, I know that. Like like I was saying before, like washing your hands before you touch your face. Like that's just such a simple, free concept, you know, like wash your hands. It doesn't mean you have to buy a product. Like there's little lifestyle things that you can do. And so I just started sharing little tips and it was like eye-opening. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so interesting. Like, and so then I started posting on Instagram because people started asking me so many questions. I would say, hey, go to my Instagram. I like cover a multitude of you know, skincare questions and concerns. So then what I started seeing was I want this to be simplified. I want this to be less, but better. There doesn't need to be more chaos and can, you know, overwhelm in the industry. And so, um, so, you know, I was trying to think of ways that how can I offer my patients products that do like, you know, that are hero products that do multitude of things, not just, you know, having to have single serum products. So you have to have a 15-step skincare routine. I think that's, um, you know, gone are those days, right? Um, And so I started being in the industry connected with a chemist and I just started like picking, picking their brain about, okay, like why are products the way that they are? I'm not really understanding. And so much of it, which is so frustrating is it's like industry, right? It's, and I think that's why these independent smaller brands are really taking off right now because we're like, um, we're willing to be innovative. We're not, you know, I have no investor, anything backed. Like I can do the things that I believe truly are best for my patients, my customer. And so I don't need to do something just because I have, you know, market share in this product or something, you know, and like we can do things that, 
are going to be a little bit different, but still using like the evidence-based and the science-based as the back end is, you know, we're not just pulling stuff out of the sky. But um, so anyways, I started talking to them and realizing a lot of this is because a lot of these brands are required to have new launches every year. Um, and that's why sometimes you see these limited edition, because I was like, this is a random product. Why, why would this even be launched? This does nothing. And um, so that's one thing. A lot of them, you know, they have nothing's wrong with this, but on the back end understanding, like people who are venture backed have investors, like they have certain things that they have to meet. So they sometimes are going to, if that means instead of their main focus being their customer, it turns into their main focus being the people that they owe money to. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and, and I'm not saying that across the board, obviously, like, you know, but I do feel like you know, we, we answer to our customer and we answer to like, well, I don't see patients right now in office, but like, that's where I was seeing that disconnect. And so when I really started to dig in on the back end, I was like, well, why can't we have just like, you know, less, but better, a handful of products that are doing, um, the things that we need to have the foundational skin health. And because I truly believe like building a house, you have to have a solid foundation and, you know, you're not going to build a house without a solid foundation. Otherwise it'll fall. Same thing with your skin. Like you have to have the building blocks for healthy skin. Otherwise, you know, anything you do, if you're targeting a concern, you're not going to see results if your skin isn't able to be healthy to respond. Um, it's like treating the symptom, not the cause. Right. So anyways, I started talking to them and I started working on this, um, a handful of products and, um, something I didn't mention. So my husband, this whole time I'm the, um, he's in dental school. Now he's doing a residency in oral surgery. Apparently we really are deep into school, you know? Uh, and, um, <laughs> uh, so this whole time I'm like the primary provider for our family and we have a child at this point and he gets selected and matched for a residency outside of Charleston, South Carolina, which was where I had spent the past seven years building up like my patient base, everything like that. And, so then all of a sudden, and this is where my identity crisis really happened because I was like, hold on, if I can't see my patients, what kind of value do I do I bring? You know, I, my value is helping people, solving these people's problems. But if I'm stripped away from my patients and having to move to a whole t new state, then like, who am I as a person? So, and also like, I need to make money to provide for my family. Um, residency is like one of those things. It's just like the process of, you know, becoming, full, finishing your training as a physician. So. Anyways, I started, um, I'd been working on these products for two years and it almost gave me like the guts to do it. You know, I was like, okay. So, and what I did was we, we had no money, we had student loans. And so I, um, I took out, uh, a 0% interest credit card to pay for like the first round of production to go into. And I mean, at this point I'm talking, I had to take out like five different credit cards cause we could only get like $5,000 per credit, you know? And, uh, so I did that and it was like maybe $25,000. And then I, on the back end of this, I have, you know, been treating patients for seven years, but also investing in building my Instagram community with just providing education. I'm not asking for anything. I'm just, you know, listening all the time. And that's really what's helped develop these products that I've been working on. So then I did a pre-order to help actually get the products to go into production because I could pay for like the, you know, the deposit. But then I was like, well, shoot, how am I going to, how am I going to do this? And I, I don't have any business training. You know, I, I don't know, like I have medical training, so I know how to like on the back end, what I want the results to be, what I want the product to be. But as far as business, I, I just knew what I 
just figured it out. And so, which just shows you like, if it's so possible, I, I don't have any like advantage. I wasn't given like family money or I wasn't given anything. And then you just, you have to like, you know, be resourceful, see those opportunities. And so I did the pre-order and I remember it sold out and, um, it was such a surreal experience because then they went in, then the products went into production, but I didn't ship it to those, to the people that ordered for probably eight weeks because I didn't think about that. Like, I didn't think like, how am I going to ship it? You know, and I, my husband and I were, and we were living in an apartment and we had like a little like, you know, garage, a part of the apartment. And we were like packing the bags in the garage. It was just laughable. And I think if you had purchased from any other you know, business and someone didn't send you something for eight weeks, you would be like, okay, this is a uh, spam, you know? And, but I think since I had curated this, a lot of who I was selling to was my patients or people who I, there was a trust there because they knew I wasn't just trying to like take their money. Um, and then I really did these pre-orders, uh, probably for the first, at least four or five times because I kept just reinvesting into the business. Um, and so I did pay off still debt-free as a, as a business, which is, which I feel so proud of. Um, so that's really like certain situations that potentially I, I was like really feeling like low and lonely. in when we had to, you know, leave our, um, Charleston, South Carolina, and when we had to do all that, but then turning it into more of like an opportunity. Wow. Jordan, that is so inspiring. And I think also, <laughs> I mean, clearly, you know, this is a true testament. You don't need to have business school training to have a business acumen that you inherently have. Like everything you just said, it, it, it's business is quite simple, right? When you really dwell it down, apart from the, the other complexities that come with business, like the stress and then the selling, all that kind of stuff. But that's your core is, you know, you make it for X, you sell it for Y and you try to make profit. Like it's very simple. And I think a lot of people are often quite um, nervous about starting a business, but there's so many different ways. And your way is a perfect example. It's sort of similar to another founder I've spoken to that kind of did this dropship model where she was like, basically first focusing on community and people and saying, look, if you trust in me, you know, I'm not going to like, you know, scam you. I'm going to like, you know, it's going to be fresh made exactly, exactly the amount of orders needed for you. Um, and, and, and I think that's, I think that's a kind of, you know, unfortunately, yes, when you go into retail and other areas, it's a little bit different. You have this net 60, 30 day pay, 90 day pay even. And those things get a little bit complicated, but to begin, you can be creative, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like what you've done and look, and look debt free. That's huge. And still self-funded, which is yeah. fantastic. Yeah. That is so amazing. Um, but with all of that comes with, I guess you need great products. So, I mean, if you, uh, I don't know if you want to add anything else to the previous part, but if not, I would love to know about the products that you have. Yeah. Um, the only other thing I feel very proud of, which was something that's, you know, truly listening to, um, and, and they were, you know, com I, that community first is so, is so powerful because that's truly, I think what builds your brand. And I, I would say to any, you know, anyone wanting to start a business, like build your community first, because they're going to actually a successful brand isn't about ego and it's about how, what problem you solve. And if you're not solving a problem, if you're just solving a problem that you think is a problem without anyone telling you like, well, eh, that might not be that, you know, that might not be that effective. Hey, However, like exactly. if, yeah, if you constantly are having people asking you questions and hearing what their concerns are and then creating a solution to that problem, then you can rest assured like that that's going to continue to serve, you know, potentially thousands, millions of other people. And I think what's been really cool with that is so we now have 
over. Uh, so we're still just direct to consumer. And, you know, at some point I want to take us wholesale, but, uh, or not wholesale. What is it called? Yeah. I like to like retail. Wholesale. Yeah. Wholesale. Retail. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah. we are a, a medical grade line. So that would be something that would be, you know, sold at medical offices, that kind of thing. Um, but right now, because our products are, um, in that medical grade space results driven, like there's education that's involved, um, with using them. So that way you don't have, you know, adverse reactions and stuff. Um, there's different ways you can introduce them and we provide all that education. And I like to, that's still guiding us at, um, with, you know, future product development and other products that, um, you know, we want to add to our line, but also how we educate on our existing line, um, to continue to provide value. And to this day, like we have, um, we are now serving over 250,000 customers a year with a 90% return rate. And I don't know, um, I just learned that industry standard in skincare is 20%. So I think like- That know, is amazing. There, people are seeing, they're using the products, seeing yeah, results. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just getting getting them started to um, take that jump because medical grade skincare is more of an investment. And so I think it seems scary. And- so I think, you know, provide us being able to provide the education so that they can properly use the products, um, yielding results. And we've done, this is, uh, we've done no marketing. It's all organic. That is We, don't, we haven't done amazing. any paid ads, anything. I mean, to have that much repeating customer, it's incredible. Yeah. 90%. Whoa. Yeah. It's, it's that, really cool. And I didn't even realize it till the end of last year when my e-com manager told me that. I'm like, what? This is the coolest thing ever. Like, how am I just hearing about this? And that's why, like, I think it's great that you have also, um, when I go to your website, you have this, you know, amazing quiz. You have to subscribe and save. You really have, and the before and after, you've really influenced the website over time. The D2C as that pace that's probably been crowd sourced or crowd created with your audience, right? Your community that's yep. over time, you iterate, you've understood how to make it better. But one thing before we go into product, actually, there's one thing I wanted to ask is you mentioned, which is a really important fact about building your community. Um, what are some ways that, uh, apart from social media, right, which is I think is the most obvious and not always the easiest to gain an audience and you can create beautiful content. I think for that consistency is obviously really important, plus F good, good videos and good content. But what are some other ways you think that are important to build a community from those starting out? outside of social media. Ooh, okay. So I, I think of, yeah, cause especially now, you know, how many people are you really around? I would say for someone starting out at one, if you don't know what problem you're really solving, I would say listening to the most common question that the people in your circle, whether it's, you know, friends, family, what are the co most common question people are, what are they asking you? And that's probably where they're seeing like, you know, maybe you have a skill set there or some sort of like value add. Um, and I mean, I think you can do these smaller pop-ups or, you know, smaller different things, but I mean, I think it would be a miss to like not use social media. Yeah. It's the, probably the best way right now, right? That's good. That's, that's the reality. It's the best. But, but for those that are starting social media and they're like, I mean, it can happen, right? You can post every day, do all the things by the book, right? And then you have 50 people viewing it. You're like, you get frustrated. You get, you know, yeah. is it about thinking about those 50 and, and empowering those 50? Yeah. Yep. And I think you don't, it doesn't matter. Like I, I, it doesn't not matter like what you're following is you can, I've seen people, you know, millions of followers, but they don't have an engaged community. So it doesn't matter. And so it's like you treat 
And and I think that's why um, going back to like serving our customer, like we've never focused on new customer acquisition. Uh, we've always focused on like serving our existing customer. And I think they, they feel that. And so we're not trying to get like the next shiny thing. And yes, obviously new customer acquisition is important to grow a business. But I think by focusing all of our efforts, just because we've had a lot of growth really fast, like we haven't even really been able to focus on anything else. And some of the stuff like I didn't intentionally do, but this, I just saw like, we've got to keep the main thing, the main thing. We don't need to focus on a new customer. We got to manage our existing customer. So that way we, they can have the best experience so that they can come back. And again, I don't, I don't, I think that just like made sense in my head. No one told me that, you know, it was just like, we have to make sure that, yeah, our customer's happy before we can even think about getting another customer. And so they, they provide us a lot of feedback too. Um, to say like, Hey, I, I would love for you guys to have this, or I would love for you guys to have that. And so, and we change, we really like are listening to, you know, what their feedback is, which is, um, is really helpful, helpful. And I think going back to like, you know, if you have 20 people that are listening to you, that's, that's more than zero. Imagine standing somewhere. Like, I think we get in our head, you know, that, Oh, you have to have, yes. Like, you'd probably be a little bit nervous to talk in front of them. You know, I'm giving, I'm um, this, yeah, I'm doing a keynote, um, I'm a keynote speaker for an event um, in about a month and there's maybe two to 300 people there. And it is so funny to me how nervous I like kind of am about it. But yet I talk on my phone to 100,000 people, but you don't see them, you know? And so it's like, we're undervaluing you know, do for, do for one, what you wish you could do for all. And over time, one person, all that just, um, compounds. It's so true. I, I think one example as well, like, which I think what you just said really resonates. I'm thinking about it with my journey with Fable was like, we, we've over time, like, um, you know, we, we've gained audience and, and new customers in our DTC. But I remember one, I think it was last year, one of the launches, we did, you know, we invest a lot into it. We have this database of like 100,000 plus people in our, in our D2C. And the first day when we launched it, we had like 40 sales, something. I was like, what? I was like, it was so low. Like, what happened? And more sales of our hero product. And it made me realize, like, going to your point, I'm like, if I just spent time nurturing 50 people, I probably would have had more sales. Like, you know what I mean? Like DMing 50 friends and be like, hey, bye. Can you support? This is an amazing product. Yeah. And it's just yeah. actually opened my eyes. Like, numbers is numbers. Without the quality and the engaged audience, you know, we're chasing just a literally something we see on a screen, like a number. It's not, but you need to have that relationship. Who, who are they? What are they like? How do you talk to them? How do they feel seen? How do they feel heard? Uh, exactly is your point. Uh, so I love that you said that. It's a very, very true point. Um, so now product, because I'm obsessed with your product. So tell us all about your product, um, your first your first product babies and the current lineup today. So the first two products um, that I was developing their toning pads and toning pads too. So they're very similar. And they, um, I created them to be kind of like the prep step. So after cleansing, you apply the toning pads and they have a gentle exfoliant in them. And, but they're not, they're not enough that's going to strip your skin. So most skin types can use them daily, more sensitive skin. Maybe they're only using them a couple times a week. And this is going to like they're kind of like skin smoothing. They wash out the pores, remove any like dead cells on the surface. And then they're going to increase the absorption of the products that you apply after. And so when I was formulating these products, I, I really wanted to be intentional about like, you know, everything should be working together. And so toning pads, the next step is our vitamin C, which is called liquid gold. And 
there's lactic acid in the toning pads. There's a, there's a variety of other like acids and um, ingredients, but uh, they're really prepped to go with the liquid gold. And I think it's so amazing. I hear this all the time. They're like, the liquid gold is amazing. The liquid gold is amazing. And it is amazing. And people always want to have one product, you know, it's like, and there's just not one product. Everything works together. Like one product really cannot do everything, but together it can be really effective. And so I'll ask, like, they're like, I'm just seeing so much, so, um, such good results using the liquid gold, um, that I've never seen with any other vitamin C. And I love that product and I, it's, it's an amazing product, but I'm like, are you using it with the toning pads? Like, just don't not give the toning pads the credit too. You know, like it's not the liquid gold alone. It's like pairing them together, layering it on top that drives in that product penetration. That's going to give you a better outcome. And so yes, liquid gold's great, but like it needs its buddy. It's like saying only you only have a right hand and not a left. You know, it's like all these products, you know, work together. So when I was formulating the products, I really wanted to focus on going back to like the foundational products. What are the foundational products for healthy skin? And then from there, then you can treat targeted concerns, problems, but like you have to have, you know, it's like you have to be healthy before you can work out. You know, it's like, yeah, you want to work out and get toned, but if you're not healthy, then like you can't even do any of that. So same thing with the skin. You have to have like healthy skin before you can think about targeting a concern. And so that's what, that's the problem is I I don't think that education is there um, for most people. And so they're, they focus on treating this, the concern, and then they don't ever see results with the products that they're using because they haven't developed the long, you know, the, the healthy skin. So, um, I created a little bundle, so barefaced and a play on that. We created the bare necessities, so it's the four core products. Uh, there's a retinoid, vitamin C, SPF, and exfoliant, and so that's kind of like your foundational layer. And then we have like uh, I have four kids, but also just I'm 35, and most of our patient or I call everyone patients. Most of our customers too are between that 25 and 45, so we have a lot of pregnancy um, skincare uh, questions. And so a lot of what I was saying too, is people think they have to stop everything during, during pregnancy. And so bare necessities, we have like a, an option with a retinoid that you wouldn't use while you're pregnant, but we also have a pregnancy safe retinoid alternative option. Um, we provide a ton of education on, uh, pregnancy. And I, I think that's a really missed area. And I, I don't know if it's because people are afraid to talk about it, um, because it's from a medical standpoint, I'm not really sure, but, um, you know, if you're, if you have multiple children and you're not using skincare for all of that time, I mean, your skin's going to look pretty, pretty rough <laughs> if you're not taking care of yourself. And so, um, it doesn't have to be like that. I think there's a lot of like fear mongering that's gone on with pregnancy and skincare, but so that we have those two bundles, bare necessities. And then outside of that, there's additional products. Um, and, and our line is small, uh, and very curated because I want to take out the the questions and the concerns uh, yeah. or the, and the, the confusion, confusion as really. well. Yeah. 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 And so we don't have, we have two vitamin C's, but the only reason we have a different, we sell um, other medical grade products as well, because my philosophy is like, I don't need to bring new products into the industry just to bring new products. I'll bring a new product if I think it's innovative, if I think it's best in class, but I'm not going to mm-hmm. just bring a product in. If I have a product that I think is, then, then I'll just sell that. I'm not trying to like, you know, just create a bunch of products to add to the, to the confusion of the industry, which is why we had this, uh, backstory. We had this, uh, eye cream and we have been, it's a, it's a question that we get asked all the time. What I, which eye cream or like, are you going to have an eye cream? Are you going to have an eye cream? I had developed one back in 2019, had gone all the way to like 
pick, we'd already picked the packaging. Thank goodness we hadn't placed the PO for that. But um, the, the formulation was like locked down. And I did lose like my investment on that formulation. But like, I, I really, really lean into like my intuition. And I was like, this product doesn't excite me. It's not good. Like, I mean, it's, it was good, but it's like, it's exactly not like, as good. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's not, it's not a standout product. Yeah. So it's like, hold on. I don't want to risk like tarnishing the reputation of the line with this product that people mm-hmm. might be overwhelmed, underwhelmed with. And so, yeah. Uh, so that, so that product we pulled, we've, we've since reformulated, uh, three different eye creams, we're not bringing them. We're still working on it. So like, and I, and I will, when it makes sense and we might not ever have one because I love it's that. Like, if I, it's, it's yeah, so true. It's, 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 you don't, you know, don't, you have to make sure you create something that you feel isn't already out there as well. Right. Like there's other eye creams out that you might use. Uh, sometimes it's okay to like cross like, the average consumer is not going to have every product from one brand, but also it does take time to get that product that you want to then provide. Right. Uh, it's not an easy journey. So I think it's, uh, have you found that that's something that helps because you are predominantly D to C that you don't have that, uh, stakeholder, either the investor or also the retailer wholesaler that's crying for newness every couple of months yeah. that you're able to kind of launch at your own cadence. And what is, what's interesting is, is something that I've really had to lean into is like staying true to what I know the brand should be because mm. a brand can die from too many opportunities and we're not trying to go wide and offer like be everything to everyone. We're truly trying to be like less, but better. And so, um, the opportunities as we've continued to grow that have been like offered to me are, are cool. And we uh, recently were looking at acquiring another uh, company, but like it, it was a good thing, but it's like, no, no, hold on. That's a distraction from what we're doing. You know, it's like, mm. it's a good opportunity, but like, let's, I, I always have to like go back to like, what, what is our mission and vision here? And it's really like, saying very, very lean and not, not like adding confusion. And we don't need to do anything that doesn't make sense for, you know, our patients will, our customers will ask us, they'll say like, you know, will you have this product? Will you have this? Will you have like, you know, they want all sorts of things, which is great. And that's, that's nice. But there's also like seeing through the lens of making sure the brand stays, uh, you know, true and not like going too wide and losing, losing our mission. Exactly. Which you, which you, you don't, and I, love that. I love the fact that you say patients and not customers. So I think like that's, <laughs> that's, that you should keep that. You don't need to correct that ever. That's amazing. Uh, that's like, well, I don't so want cool. it's like to think, yeah, I don't want it to be like, we're I know like what you writing mean. prescriptions, but yeah, yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But in, in a way it's like, you know, you're really taking care of their concerns. Like they feel like they, they're in a trusted hand with your brand, right? That's, I think the play on yeah. words. Of the well, and that's how I view them because that's how it all started. You know, like I see all of that as like, everyone's like, to me in my mind is like, yeah, patience. So I have yeah. a lot of patience. I love that. I mean, it's even, I, even I see it like now, like when I go to your website and you see that you have like the team tab and you have like the whole team. I'm like, that's how you feel when you go into like a doctor practice or something, you know, like a, uh, you, you feel like, oh, you see the whole team. I, I, I think it's just like everything you're doing is, is so spot on. Um, I, I love it. Uh, I, I do want to ask about the future. Um, I mean, for now, I know D2C is, is a strong point, et cetera. But like, what are some of the things within your own atmosphere environments are you planning to do? Yeah. Um, so I was just asked this question, uh, recently as well. And I really like leaned back into, okay, 
like the future is, do we have, we have a handful of products in development, but again, like we're still at that formulation stage. And so those will probably go live in maybe 2024. We go through a lot of tech, like it's really important, like that we go through a lot of testing prior to the product, um, not just for sensitivities, but for efficacy and all of that. Um, and so they, our products take about two years to formulate before they can reach market. And um, so we definitely have stuff on the back end. Um, but honestly, I, I think that I like, we're still growing at a really steady pace. And I really think that I don't want to lose focus of like, what's new is keeping the main thing, the main thing. Like we're going to keep providing education. We're going to keep um, reinvesting in our customer um, and serving them. And ultimately like that's what's yielded us the success that we're at now. So like, I'm not going to like change that to an extent. So we have some really fun like um, events that we're doing and stuff like that. But as far as new products, you know, I, I think we, we live in this you know, society where it's like, we always need the newest thing and the shiniest thing. And then when, once that thing's not shiny anymore, we need more shiny things. And like, that's just not a, that's just not a philosophy that like, we, we keep up with the trends and we will, you know, down the road, reformulate our products as new evidence-based like research comes out on new ingredients. But, um, we're not like trying to be the shiniest thing. We're trying to be like the most tried and true products that you know are so consistent. They work every time and they're the foundation of your skincare routine. So I don't know if that's like that exciting, <laughs> but I do know that like- It's it's yeah. it's, it's also refreshing, you know? It, it's, 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 it's sort of like, uh, it's kind of what you want. It's kind of when you go to a trusted place, uh, you don't want always- new like the shiny thing as as the customer you know i think i think that sometimes the ego of the founder that or the retailers or you know that 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 wants to keep on creating and sometimes it's great but i think um there is a lot of product and, and yeah. noise out there and i think sometimes it's good to some to less is more you know um and, and focusing and refining and bringing more excellence with what you've got is also just as powerful if not more than than creating and driving newness and growth in in a different area right because uh, uh I, and going at the pace of what you want to do i think that's why i did this podcast right it's as a founder every goal of the founder is warranted and valid so i think it's also up to you right jordan like what you want to do uh, this is your journey and uh, i think you've got that really clear which is really great uh, i'm really excited to see what's to come um but before we go into sort of fire round questions i have a desert island situation for you so Imagine I'm inviting you to a desert island, but I feel like every time I say this, people straight away go to the SPF. And as you and I know, like SPF is needed all year right. round, not just an island. Like but imagine like this is, exactly. Yeah. Imagine the island, you don't know about the climate. Just what is your one go-to product that you're going to bring on this island? Okay. Love this because I will bring Overachiever. So Overachiever is a product. It, it the name speaks for itself, you know. Um, so yes, we agree. Outside of sunscreen, hundred percent. So this let's just say this island has sunscreen pumps everywhere, you know. So we don't worry about sunscreen. It's got free sunscreen. Um, so I would bring Overachiever because I formulated that product to be the next step in your skincare routine after you start the foundational products, or to be the product that like, say you want to do the absolute least, that's your product. 
So it, it does, it, it kind of like takes your skincare routine to the next level if you're full on committed and you've got your foundation products, or if you're wanting to do these, like this is a great product for guys who just want to use one product SPF, you know, one product plus SPF. Um, so overachiever, it's going to, uh, stimulate collagen. It's going to, um, stimulate or sorry, stimulate cellular turnover. thus like inducing collagen production. It's going to help with redness, fine lines, uh, firming the skin. So it does, uh, it has antioxidant protection in it as well. Um, if you're using a retinoid, it will boost the F, um, effects of your retinoid. And so obviously we don't have retinoids on the island, but if I'm bringing one product, that's what I'm bringing. Uh, that's amazing. And so is this is after your, when you use your SPF, your vitamin C, you would use overachiever after, right? Um, SPF would be the SPF is uh, always like kind of like the last step. Oh, so SPF. Okay. SPF is the last step. So this is done. Yes. When in your routine would you use a serum? I guess at the beginning. Serum. So you would do uh, cleanser and then yep. your toner and then your serum. Yep. So you, okay. I always okay. think and about layering SPF. thinnest. Yeah. Like layering thinnest to thickest is a good kind of like rule of thumb. This is where I see it. Yeah. I mean, I've had hundreds of guests. I use my skin. Can I get confused? Because sometimes you create, people create products in different ways and it gets very confusing because sometimes I've heard SPF primer and primer, you know, all this stuff and it gets very confusing. Okay. Okay. So um, people yeah. will use sometimes SPF as a primer for makeup. But you always, so SPF, you need it to like, it's almost like a, your shield. So you yeah, need SPF exactly. to be your last thing. So if you think of it like your shield to block the sun, that will help as like, yeah, your last Got step. It. Because what will happen is if you apply product after SPF, it will actually block the product. So then it, then it's pointless. Any product you apply after SPF. It makes total yeah. sense. Exactly. That was my yep. um, uh-huh, my, my moment yep. where I was like, yep, what did I just say? <laughs> it makes total sense. Yeah. Uh, I'm, still, I'm still having my coffee, but there you go. See, I, I just hey, probably... Okay. It happens, right? We get confused. Yeah, so, that's what we're here for. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Every time, I will say, we talk about how to lay your skincare almost once a week, and we still get probably an email, and a text, a, a DM every single day. How do I layer my skincare? So it's this is not uncommon. Yep. Perfect. Reinforcement. And that's what I like. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> now if I run for questions, the first thing that comes to your mind is three questions. So the first question is, what's another beauty brand that you're currently loving right now? So I really love watching independent, or I guess they're called indie brands, right? What do we call it? Yeah. Um, and I just was looking at my counter when you were asking me this, and I love this chapstick. I think it's called Rel, Rel Beauty. And um, so that's something that like, I love how thoughtful, independent, uh, I think they all they have is a chapstick. And again, I love like things that make things simple. And so like, it's like, hey, I'm, I'm selling chapstick. This is all I'm selling. And it makes it like easy to figure out instead of trying to Nothing is more overwhelming to me than like going to a brand site and seeing like 15 different things that are the exact same, which is again, why I like suffer when I go to try makeup or like if I go to a TJ Maxx or something like I just can't handle the, the decisions. So I love watching yeah. independent founders be creative. I feel like, um, or independent brands get creative and I feel like they're just adding so much more fun to the industry. Like the products are solid, but they're also just like making the whole like product unboxing that whole experience, like a lot more fun. And I think they're yeah. challenging other like larger brands to do the same and to get more creative. I love that. I just also Googled Rel. It looks beautiful. The blue packaging, right? She, yes. And um, she's the girl who started yeah. it is so funny. Yeah. It's blue packaging and mm. she's so, so funny, female founder. So she just like has a really good way of like 
bringing you into like the product uh, formulation and all that kind of stuff, which is fun. Amazing. Oh, so good. Good. Great answer. Uh, my next question is, do you have a favorite quote or a saying or anything that you just remind yourself every day to keep grounded and mindful? Yes, um, I do. I have two books that I reread every year. And one of the quotes um, actually comes from that and it's uh, less but better. And um, what's the most important thing for me to be doing right now? just very basic and uh yeah to help keep me like focused amazing i love that less but better and my last question is if you weren't in the beauty industry you know want a beauty entrepreneur right now what would jordan be doing um this is something i want to do at some point um and i always say like in my 60s this is what i want to do so going back kind of to that first question you asked like what makes you feel or who am i and it goes back to like what makes me feel most alive i love when someone tells me what their dream is like what do they want to be doing you know i feel like i can help someone now i've already done all the hard work on my end building this business like i'm not doing anymore building businesses, anything like that. But I want to walk with someone and give them like almost like a uh, life coach for, you know, if you want to be an entrepreneur, entrepreneur, like life coach kind of thing. Like I want someone to Mm -hmm. tell me what what their dream is. And I want to, that's why I think kind of in the future, investing in companies and kind of being not just to, to give money, but to really like be a part of that because it is so much fun and you can serve such a wide group of people. And I love being on that back end side. Um, I think I have a, you know, just from past experience and just good insight on different ways to build a business, um, without having business experience. So I love, um, so that's something I definitely want to do uh, down the line is just really like kind of be a coach for female founders or, or for not female, any founder um, uh, to kind of like give them tips along the way and give them that reinforcement that like, we think that when we start a business, you have to, you know, get an investor, do, do these certain things. And that's just not true. And I feel like I think a strength of mine is being resourceful and kind of like figuring out how to make the most of like what what I have or what opportunities I see. So that's what I would want to do. Amazing. Uh, such a, well, well uh, you're, I'm so excited that you're going to be doing this and it's really needed today. And it's, uh, and again, you know, we become the beneficiary by giving and helping others. And I think that's like the joy of it all is it's, 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 it's infectious, right? It's exciting. It's great. And, and if you have the know-how, uh, why not in the means? So I think that's, a, that's something I, I started doing this year was starting to invest last year's one in a few brands. Small checks because I'm still at the early stage, but the value is not be, not the, just the money, right? It's the ability to help, connect, give them connections to retailers and influencers. And that, that I'm happy to do because I feel, then I feel I'm part of that brand and journey. It's just so exciting. Yeah. So then it, going back to like your whole message too, like it becomes something so much bigger than like you and you get to be a part of like so many other you know journeys and it's so cool yeah it's so true it's no, i so love cool. that too that you're doing that exactly amazing well well jordan it's been such a pleasure speaking to you where can everyone continue to follow yourself and the brand bareface yeah so um on instagram i'm at jordan harper underscore np and then our skincare brand is at barefaced and we are on instagram and tiktok amazing i'll put all the links in the summary so people can just tap straight away and uh, we're going to meet up hopefully very soon in person. Uh, we're going to let's plan something. And uh, yeah. in the meantime, I'll, I'll be following all your amazing content on social and big fan of Bareface and can't wait to see what's to come. So thank you so much. Thank you. This has been so great. Thank you so much. Talk soon.
I hope you enjoyed this episode of Founded Beauty as much as I had making it. And if you did, please share it with a friend who you think will love it too. Founded Beauty is available on all podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music Podcasts, the Acast app, and many more. And I'm also very proud to be part of the Acast Creator Network. So be sure to follow the podcast so you can get episodes as soon as they drop. We really appreciate every single follow, listen, share, and review. It truly goes such a long way and helps us reach new listeners. Stay tuned for the next episode of Founded Beauty and don't forget to subscribe and follow so you can be notified when it drops.